Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Serotonin Speaks. I'm Madeline Gold. This month, we're bringing you a collection of mental health tips for the holidays that we hope you will find helpful as we move into the new year ahead of us. I collaborated with Sheeran from the Serotonin Says research team to compile a list of all the best ways to ensure your mental health is at its best these holidays. Historically, holidays are viewed as a time to be merry and bright, and a chance to share joy with all of those around you. This is highlighted in countless songs, movies, books, and more, but fails to match the reality of the season. According to the American Psychological Association, almost 40% of all people report that their stress levels noticeably increase during the holidays. Furthermore, the National Alliance on Mental Illness found that 64% of people living with a mental illness of some sort saw their symptoms noticeably increase during this time period. I wouldn't exactly describe that as joyful. There are many reasons for this seeming lack of a holiday spirit. Burnout, grief, lack of social energy, and seasonal mood changes are some of the biggest reasons people might not feel all that cheerful when this time of year rolls around. Burnout is defined as a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. While many view winter break as a great way to relax and recharge, it may not be enough for those dealing with burnout. Stress takes a very serious mental and physical toll on the body, and this can take much longer than a week or so to combat. Add in the pressure of having to put on a cheerful smile in front of family and friends, and it's no question why some people are unable to really enjoy the holidays. Grief is another major factor that becomes amplified around the holidays. Seeing countless family get-togethers in the form of social media posts, holiday cards, and more can be a serious trigger for those struggling with grieving over a lost one. The same can be said for those mourning friends, and this makes it incredibly difficult to find joy in the holiday season. Lack of social energy is something that I think we are all feeling a little bit right now even if we don't want to admit it. For many people my age, this is their first full semester back to in-person school, and for many adults who were working remotely last year, this is their first work year back in the office. These opportunities allow us to rebuild the important social bonds we lost in the beginning of the pandemic that can also be really overwhelming. Pandemic or not, being constantly surrounded by people takes its toll on someone's mental health, even if none of the interactions they have with those people are negative. We all need time to rest, but are expected to be more social than ever during this time of year. A drained social battery doesn't just recharge automatically. This is something that can make the holidays difficult for anyone, whether dealing with a mental health condition or not. Finally, the holidays fall right in the peak of winter in America, the prime time for seasonal affective disorder. Affecting anywhere between 2 and 9% of Americans based on where they live, seasonal affective disorder is essentially a more severe form of the so-called winter blues. It is the amplification of an emotion that we all feel in some capacity and leaves behind fatigue and a cloudy kind of sadness. These factors and more contribute to the seemingly inexplicable holiday sadness many people feel, but often don't talk about. Whether you have felt this way before or not, we here at Serotonin Says hope that you can use the following tips and tricks we found to improve your mental health this holiday season. 
One of the most important things you can do to take care of yourself this holiday season is to work on your strengths and build confidence. This might sound like kind of a weird self-care tip, but when you really think about it, we are all faced with so many challenges during the regular year on a daily basis, whether these be from work, school, or some other source. By focusing on things that you're good at during this time, even if they seem easy, you're allowing yourself to take a much-needed break from the stressors that we face in our everyday lives. Through this, you can build your confidence over the break and return to business as usual with a much improved mindset. Something that can emphasize this even further is tracking your daily mood, achievements, and goals in a journal. It's so rare that we get any time at all to sit back and reflect on how we're actually feeling or what we actually want at this moment in time. The holiday break provides a crucial opportunity for self-discovery. Keeping a journal is an easy and organized way to facilitate this discovery and is something you might even find you want to continue doing long term. Even something as seemingly simple as writing down one sentence to describe your day or filling in a colored box to represent your mood for the day can help get you much more in tune with your emotions and encourage you to prioritize your well-being. I'm personally a big fan of journals because they allow you to look back and view your mental health as a unique journey made up of tons of individual important points along the way. Another daily activity you can engage in easily is going on a walk. The Mayo Clinic notes that any form of aerobic exercise increases levels of neurotransmitters called endorphins. These provide an immediate mood boost, often referred to as a runner's high, but can be gained through any kind of active exercise, including something as simple as going for a walk. Moderate exercise in particular, like walking, has been shown to promote relaxation and stress relief. In addition, getting outside can help alleviate symptoms of any kind of seasonal mood changes you may be feeling during this time of year. Even if it's not all that bright and sunny, being outside does wonders for your mental health. Physical fitness experts recommend that we get at least 30 minutes of moderate physical activity most or all of the days of the week. This is a great way to do so, and it's even something other members of your family can participate in with you. That being said, going on a walk is just one of the many ways you can engage in self-care this holiday season. Watching a movie, reading, listening to music, or even a podcast like this one can all provide a significant boost to your mental health. Taking time to yourself to practice mindfulness activities like yoga, deep breathing, and meditation is also a really great idea. However, some people find that these more basic self-care practices don't completely meet their mental health needs during the holiday season, as there is quite a bit to be stressed about. Something that's really helpful to combat this feeling is the practice of distraction techniques. Rather than trying to face the problem head-on, distractions allow you to take a pause from the stress and reset in a way other forms of self-care may not be able to. My personal favorite of these distractions during the holidays is FaceTiming friends. Chances are they're probably also feeling overwhelmed with the significant influx of people to interact with, and a friendly face can be a great way to recenter. Between family interactions, taking time to talk to your friends allows you to catch up on moments from both of your breaks and relax from the pressure of demanding social interactions. If you're feeling stressed, having a conversation about something completely different is sure to help you out. If you're feeling a little down but don't want to miss out on any quality time, there are plenty of fun distraction type activities that you can do as well. Solving puzzles, playing board games or video games, or even making bucket lists are great lighthearted ways to get the whole family involved. 
Finally, a key aspect of maintaining the mental health of both yourself and others this holiday season can be found in the spirit of the holidays themselves. Spreading a little love and kindness towards yourself and those around you is guaranteed to make you feel more in tune with the holiday cheer. Remember, it is always okay to not feel like 100% of your energy is there these holidays. This year has been tough, and more than anything, this should be an opportunity to sit back, relax, and recharge for the year ahead. We here at Serotonin Says hope that with these tips, you and everyone around you during this time is able to have the best and most relaxing time possible. Now, let's hear from Julia and the rest of the Serotonin Squad about mental health goals for the new year. We asked some people at Serotonin Says to talk about their mental health goals and why they think it's a great way to start off the new year. One of my main goals for the new year is to manage my time better, which includes time for schoolwork, extracurriculars, spending time with friends, and also just taking time to myself to unwind, preferably away from screens. I know I spend a lot of time working on school and the podcast, and I also spend time on social media, catching up on the news, doing other stuff on the internet, etc., etc., so... Even though academics are obviously important, editing podcasts is something that I love to do, and it's important to stay up to date on the news, all that constantly being active online does get stressful. And so building in that time and space for myself away from the internet will definitely improve my mental health. Creating mental health goals and even just taking some time to consider my own mental health is so important because mental health is really the center of really anyone's life. So if I improve my mental health, that allows me to improve my physical health, my productivity, my relationships, all of that will just improve with mental health. And that is why I am setting this goal for myself. I think that this year, I'm really going to try to focus on snowballing back into the swing of things, seeing that things are returning to this new version of normal post-pandemic. Uh, give some sort of equilibrium to my life. Um, So with all the things, all the old stuff returning, it can be a lot to balance everything together. Recently, it's been really hard for me to sort of get that getting outside, exercising, clearing your mind in a way that works for you. Um, So I'm not sitting on my phone all day after doing homework in school. I know it's really easy just to be like, oh, I'm so exhausted. But get out. You're going to feel so much better after you do it. Get that motivation in you. I think that's really important. Also, friends are amazing. So go hang out with some people who keep your mental health up. Uh, keeping that work-life balance is really important. So, you know, if that occasionally means not doing school stuff, I think your mental health is far more important than you're good. So going into next year, I'd say just keep on what you're doing and make yourself a better person. Some goals I have for the new year are uh, to continue going to the gym. Actually, no, to go to the gym more often uh, and sort of like set up a schedule for that and also to prioritize my schoolwork more, uh, which I, I think I could really benefit from. And just like trying not trying not to let school stress me out as much. Creating mental health goals is important because, you know, if you just don't set any goals, don't set any uh, mental standards for yourself, your mental health is always just going to be in the dumpster without you realizing it most likely. By creating these goals for your mind for what is good for you and what is bad for you. And it just helps you, it helps you be happier. Uh, One of my New Year's goals uh, for this year is to learn to say no to things that I don't really want to do at all. Um, Because I have this tendency of 
getting into long-term projects or teams or things like that that end up causing me a lot of stress that I really did not care for in the first place. And setting a goal like this would really help ease that stress and, you know, allow me to focus on things that I actually love. And I think that setting mental health goals for the new year is really, really important because if your mental health isn't in good shape, you know, your physical health won't be in good shape either and your quality of life is just going to go down. And I think the new year is a perfect time to really set some resolutions and be like, okay, this year is when I get my mental health in order. Happy New Year! Everyone's had some pretty awesome goals for New Year, some of which I would 100% recommend myself, like going outside, getting fresh air. I know how important that is. And many of the other goals are like applicable for everyone. So yeah, but before I really go back and reflect on the idea of mental health goals in general, I'm going to share a few of my own for the new year. Next year, I think that it's really important that I work on prioritizing things. When it comes to school, I often end up like other people tell me I overdo it a little. I overdo studying, I overdo my notes, and that puts a lot of stress on me in general, and I don't need that much extra stress this year. So I think that it's important that I lay off of that a little. Another thing that I would plan on doing for the new year that goes under that is... Um, when it comes to managing time better, I also want to make sure I don't push very important things back too. I always make sure I do my best to prioritize things that I know are really important, like at the time, but sometimes when something's really important, it's like hard for you to get started because you feel like there are other things that you want to do also, or other things that you feel like, hmm, maybe I should benefit more from this. Um... I do want to make sure I hit everything on my to-do list and I don't push back any dates. So it's really important that I make sure I prioritize things correctly and I don't push too much effort onto one time. I could also probably help that by doing things like taking breaks and time when I need to. Again, going back on what someone else said, definitely fresh air breaks going outside. I feel like that would benefit me. Just relieving stress in a lot of ways because it is stressful with the school year and with everything going around right now. I want to make sure I do my best to eliminate a lot of that. So, yeah. <laughs> Back to the topic of just mental health goals in general, I think that they're really important because it helps you to improve who you are and even if you don't end up fully following through, recognizing like what you think you can like improve on or even what you think you're doing well is a great step to becoming a better person like in your own eyes and in other people's eyes and I think it's really important that we all feel good about ourselves. I also think going back to the topic of feeling good about ourselves, you know, um, the New Year's is a great time for positive affirmations so along with our mental health goals we should definitely be talking about what we're doing good because it's hard, hard to critique yourself and really focus on what all your improvement areas are. So I feel like it's important that we all 
go really deep and try to find some good too. I think that's an awesome part of looking at yourself, finding things that you think are going really well right now, even if it's really tiny. Back to mental health goals again. Those, along with positive affirmations, help you recognize yourself and push even further to find what works, what doesn't, and everything like that. Even just saying the goal, you're going to start figuring out what you feel like you need to do better. And it's not even that it necessarily might need to be better. It's that this will make you feel good and everyone deserves to feel good, you know? We should all have those moments where we're like, wow, like, I'm really happy that this happened. And I feel like mental health goals give you the push that you need to make those things happen. Like, one of my goals was to procrastinate less, better time management sort of idea. And it feels, like, bad at the time when you sort of force yourself to do work, you know? Because it's hard. You're like, I just want to relax. I want sleep, whatever. For me personally, it's hard. And then once it's done, it feels so much better. It's like, I got this done. I got it done before or maybe even after, but you finally did get it done. And you're like, it's a relief. It's like weights off your shoulders. And I feel like it's important that we all feel that sort of relief. So mental health goals are really just great. And they don't even have to be New Year's goals. Like, I know that stepping into 2022, that's when most people start making theirs. But I feel like this should be something that we strive to do throughout the year. And I feel like a lot of people do, maybe even without noticing it. Like, People are like, today I'm going to get more sleep or like I'm going to get more work done. And when it happens, you feel good about yourself. It might not seem evident, but it's really a good feeling when you know that you got things done. So I feel like mental health goals are just really great to always have and maybe even possibly journal, you know? Just anything you can do to get yourself up and to make you feel good about yourself for a moment. Um, everyone did amazing job setting their own mental health goals. And I was really happy to hear a lot of people in Serotonin says, like, coming up with ideas that will make them feel better in the new year. And I know, like... A lot of us are at that age where we're struggling with school and trying to balance that with like other aspects like social life and it can be stressful. So I was really happy to hear a lot of the goals and ideas that they had. And a lot of them, most, if not all of them, are like very great goals that a bunch of people can reuse, like all of us can use fresh air. You know, every once in a while, just go outside even for a minute, take a little walk. Um, a lot of people can work on things like time management, making to-do lists, and 
hearing other people's mental goals sometimes help us to come up with our own. Like when I heard the mental health goal about going outside, I was like, I didn't even think of that. And like, I know I keep circling to the outside one, but like, I didn't even realize how much time I spent indoors like this past year. It was honestly like sort of insane because I'm stuck in my room doing schoolwork all day. And when I'm not doing schoolwork or at school, I'm at my gym for a long, long time doing skills and stuff with my partners. So it's kind of weird to feel like, wait, I haven't been outside in a while. So I'm sort of stuck on that goal. But like, I reused their goal because I don't know, it's just a really good goal. And I feel like a lot of people can use that too. So like, listening to others helps with your own and just the whole aspect of the idea in general. Like I know I'm looping around a little, but it's really important that we all set our own mental health goals, no matter how small they are, even if you don't follow through with them. So, yeah. That's all for this episode of Serotonin Speaks from Serotonin Says Mental Health. If you haven't already, please follow or subscribe to Serotonin Speaks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen, and please recommend the show to a friend. For more mental health-related content, check out the Serotonin Says website at serotoninsays.com, where you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter and support Mental Health America by buying our merch. You can also follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Serotonin Says. The links are in the episode notes. This episode was edited by Caden Siegel and hosted by me, Madeline Gold. Special thanks to Sheeran from the research team, the rest of the Serotonin squad, and most of all, thanks to you for listening to Serotonin Speaks from Serotonin Says Mental Health.